0: Help me, please. (laughs) Ah, Okay, this is actually not so bad. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Great Effing Spiritual Awakening Podcast. My name is Brandon Anderson, and In this episode, I wanted to share with you guys how I use crystals uh, in my spiritual journey. But before we get to that, if y'all appreciate this content, please subscribe, rate, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and uh, just share it with your family and friends. It just greatly helps to support this podcast. So if you do, thank you in advance. All right, back to rocks. Uh, (laughs) I've always thought stones were so fascinating. Even as a kid, whether it was just like a smooth stone, you know, eroded by the river or something jagged that I found while hiking, they just seemed to have this wisdom and this healing effect. And about five years ago, when I started collecting crystals, I chose them strictly based on their appearance. Um, that sounds like some people I know, uh, but <laughs> there was there was no metaphysical purpose. It was pretty much. Oh, that one looks pretty. Let me get one of those. And my first crystal was a three-inch rainbow fluorite tower. I just really loved the greens and the purples. It was just very aesthetically pleasing. And I actually just gave that tower to somebody recently, but I always think about it being my first uh, crystal. But not until recently did I understand the metaphysical purposes of crystals. And just so you guys know, a lot of the information you'll hear today I get from Uh, The Book of Stones by Robert Simmons and Naisha Ozian. I I hope I say that right. I'll have it in the show notes. Uh, Forgive me. But if you need an in-depth look at the spiritual, physical, and emotional properties of each stone, uh, this is vital to have in your library. So at this very moment, I have a blue tiger's eye worry stone that I keep on me for balance in my life. And it really keeps me grounded, uh, especially my emotions. and I'm extremely empathetic, so any unpleasant experiences that I see someone going through can completely throw me off course, and sometimes I throw myself off course too, uh, just being a highly emotional person. When I got that Tiger's Eye Stone, before I used it, the first thing that I did was cleanse it, and then I set my intentions or the purpose for it. And there are a lot of ways you can cleanse your stones, but I just keep it, keep it super simple, honestly. Uh, when I cleanse it, I either use selenite or sage. And uh, selenite is a crystal that's used to clear blockages and densities and, and energy field. And I'll use a selenite slab and place whatever crystal I'm cleansing on the slab with that mental or verbal intention that any dense energies and blockages be released from this crystal so that it can be used for its highest good you know i'll say that mentally or i'll say it verbally and i'll just let it rest on that selenite overnight uh there are different types of sage as well if you want to use sage to cleanse your stones that have different property properties but i honestly just use white sage which is for removing energetic impurities i'll hold that stone over the sage for about 30 seconds while it burns while saying an affirmation something like you know with with this burning sage i release all dense energies and blockages from this crystal so that it can be used for its highest good and once i've cleansed my crystal i set the intention of its purpose so for instance my blue tiger's eye i'll focus on that stone while holding it and some people actually close their eyes and do it while meditating but I'll hold it and visualize the emotion of the intention. So for me, specifically being an empath and a lot of other people, I'm sure, I'm able to manifest by getting in touch with the emotion of what I desire. And a tiger's eye is generally used for grounding, balance, and peace. So I'll get into a a very relaxed state and think of peaceful moments or situations in my life. Then I'll visualize that feeling being infused into the stone and it's something you know you have to work at but like anything with time you know it'll feel right and then when I need that energy I'll grab that stone I'll rub it and visualize it being released from that stone and just traveling into my body just surrounding me in an aura uh, of that intention and I also use the moon to charge the intentions of my stone especially the full moon Uh, I'll have my own little ritual and you know sometimes my wife will kind of have our separate things and i'll take each stone that i use and set an intention then leave them on the ground outside under direct moonlight now if you're kind of new to this whole thing it can sound crazy which i don't like using that word uh and some people have even had psychic experiences while using their stones too now i haven't had any of those experiences using crystals But I have felt energies, I have felt vibrations, warmth, uh, whatever you want to refer to it as. But whether you believe in the metaphysical aspect or not, that stone always reminds me of the intention. So whatever I'm doing, and you know, it could be anything like someone driving up my ass, get me mad, or I get into a heated discussion or just something unexpected, like when things become frustrating, uh, I take that stone out of my pocket. I hold it and I visualize that stone emitting that energy feel that surrounds me with that intention like I was saying earlier. And it just, you know, it reminds me of the intention that I want to bring into my life because when you make space for those dense feelings, you're not making space for the energy that you want to attract. So I wanted to share some experiences with crystals that have always stuck with me, uh, with you guys. And I wanted to encourage you guys to, record those uh, quote-unquote coincidences that occur in your life. And I'm telling you guys, it's, for me at least, You know, the universe will give you signs of confirmation or warnings. But a lot of the time, our egos and our limiting beliefs will block that uh, confirmation. And we just chalk it up as a random circumstance that has nothing to do with spiritual guidance in this world. But I just challenge you guys to put your phone down a little bit more be more aware of your surroundings and acknowledge those synchronicities, what you were thinking at that time, and just write them down or type them in your phone when it happened. And over time, you'll be able to look back and see how these signs were there to assist you at certain moments in your life. So a few weeks ago, my wife, uh, she got an amethyst stone and put it under her pillow as, you know, amethyst assists with like peace and relaxation, spiritual awareness. So My wife actually slept with this stone in her pillowcase for about four nights. Funny thing about it, she actually felt the opposite of what most people use this stone for. And she couldn't sleep. She was having bad dreams. She just felt very unsettled. So a few nights later, we were talking, just talking it over. And we realized the only difference in her nightly routine was that she had that amethyst stone in her pillowcase. So we moved the stone from the pillowcase. And literally, she said she had the best night of sleep that she had had that week so you know sometimes i don't understand how those properties affect us in the physical world but it does and they can affect us all differently um this next experience that i had was pretty up front and in your face now surprisingly i do not have my own piece of moldavite well i didn't for a long time and you know that tiktok trend has grown (laughs) this stone in popularity I remember helping out at a the rock shop near my home and, and these teenage girls coming in every hour asking if we had Moldavite. And it, it was just funny, you know, and it actually originates in the Czech Republic. And, you know, obviously due to COVID and kids believing everything on TikTok, uh, it's tough to find now. And Nicholas Rerick, I hope I said that name right, uh, he is a spiritual historian and artist who compared Moldavite to the stone of Shambhala, um, or the Sintamani stone, which was the same stone contained in the Holy Grail, uh, which is apparently the cup that Jesus drank from during the Last Supper. Now, this stone is really used for transformation, spiritual evolution, protection, uh, and actually increased incidence of synchronicities. So, Cassie gave me this beautiful piece of moldavite, and she just didn't feel that she could benefit from it at the time in her life. So, I ended up cleansing it with sage and infused it with my own intentions. And the next morning, I laid down in my bed to meditate, and I taped this piece of moldavite onto my forehead to meditate with it. And the second that I got relaxed, the phone rang, and it was Cassie asking me to go pick up our son from school a little early, uh, before we went on our trip. I didn't fight it because I was a little uncertain meditating with the stone, honestly, um. I had the intention of using it for like spiritual insight, but that was a sign for me. And, you know, I took it seriously. You know, God, source, the universe, whatever you want to refer to it as, will only give you things that you're ready for. And I just trusted that sign when the phone rang. All right. I've even had stones break, disappear or like reappear out of nowhere and You know, when I look back, I think maybe that stone and its purpose wasn't meant for me at that time. But sometimes when a stone is meant for you, it will make its way back. Now, I'm no longer a uh, manatee tour guide due to ethical reasons. Uh, We'll save that one for another day. But during a manatee tour, there was a beautiful family of three with a little girl. I remember she was about nine or ten and they each had some sort of necklace or earring with a crystal attached to it so I was like man these hippies are just right up my alley you know so I asked this little girl if she had a favorite stone and she gave me a bunch of different choices but I just felt compelled to give the stone that I was carrying on me at the time which was a really nice green adventuring palm stone so I gave it to her and told her that this stone brought me a lot of love and a lot of luck so keep it with you until you think someone else needs love and luck in their life. Then, you know, give it to that person. So a couple of days later, I go to visit Gail's Rock Shop. And of course, they had a new batch of green adventuring stones. And if you know Gail, she's always quick to show you the new stuff they got in, the, in stock. And Gail is the owner, by the way. And she she says, after I walk in, she says, you like these? Go ahead and pick one out. And I couldn't ignore that. Like, I couldn't ignore that the universe put something right back into my life that I recently let go of. And the funny thing is that I resonate with this stone, the new one, a lot more than the original one that I, I purchased because it just came right back to me. I also had someone give me a beautiful piece of blue kyanite just randomly. And one of the most beautiful and smooth kyanite pieces I've ever had. and And that stone can assist in communication with people who are like unreasonable and tough to deal with, which was funny because I was struggling with communicating with this extremely frustrating person at my place or former place of employment. So I immediately cleansed it and infused it with the intention of clear communication and started carrying it around. And the very next day, which was March 28th, this past March, because I always write these little dates and times down when I have... Uh, those coincidences or synchronicities or when something just really resonates with me. But the very next day, I grabbed my blue Kainite, I went to my van for my little morning ritual and I pulled a card from my spirit guide's oracle deck to just kind of get my day started. And I pulled the polar bear. And this card says, stand up for yourself and speak your truth respectfully and compassionately without attachment to outcome and i was like uh what like i just had chills you know i'm chilling in the van at 4 a.m by myself like what the hell man i'm scared is you know uh getting goosebumps but the timing between receiving that stone and getting that card was impeccable and guys before i wrap this up i just want to say like i'm not perfect obviously i'm not the model but i will tell you guys that going through this experience and the spiritual awakening I'll tell you guys that there's a source. There's something driving this thing that we have going on here. And the more you work towards aligning yourself with this source, the more empowered you'll feel and be able to make space for the highest good to enter into your life. Man, I struggle like every day with just negative thoughts or, you know, my own limiting beliefs. But every day I just keep clawing and keep pushing. And using stones and using crystals is one of my ways to get through this life in a way that I want to be proud of. I always hear of these stories of people who have near death experiences and they're often shown their entire life from the perspective of those around them and you they usually speak of the shame that they've caused like I think of situations in the past from another person's perspective and I'm like man that's that that was pretty hurtful or embarrassing, you know, for me. So when I think of that, it makes me want to be especially mindful of the way I intentionally and unintentionally affect people. And if that means I got to carry around some stones that I've infused with my emotional visualizations, so be it, all right? But as usual, I appreciate you guys listening. Like I always say, there's nothing more valuable than your time, so I appreciate you guys giving that to me. If you love this content, subscribe, rate, and review, and also follow us on Instagram or Facebook, which is listed in the show notes, Again, I appreciate you guys listening. Light and love, and I will speak to you guys next week.